0: books in his load. Li- I didn't find my name attributed to it anywhere. Uh, their library. I was impressed today. I went to visit in the home of my uh, uh, good friend, Colonel Ron Ray. Uh, Colonel Ray is in heaven now. He was born in Hazard and uh, he and several of his family members uh, in generations past and present served in the military. Uh, Colonel Ray uh, was a marine And he served in Vietnam. In fact, he had several injuries and was a part of the war and earned his rank in Vietnam. Uh, He was later named the Assistant Deputy of Defense uh, under President Ronald Reagan. And he was commissioned by President Reagan. uh, This would have been in the early 80s to study and to write a book then on the subject of how homosexuality would affect the military. Uh, They had enough sense in those days to tell the difference in a man and a woman and understand that they're just two genders and anything other than that uh, causes confusion and causes problems. And so he wrote that book uh, commissioned by Ronald Reagan to do so. He gave me a copy of it. I have, in fact, three or four copies of that book uh, in my library. Now, Colonel Ray did not have a library in his house. His house was a library. Every room, I mean every room, had at least a, if not several, bookshelves that were completely filled uh, with books that he had gathered. Uh, There was about 8,000 volumes, uh, and that's a good size. book personal library and uh, he had collected history books of America and specifically how America was founded as a Christian nation on the word of God. And uh, he had a ministry, and, and uh, that was entitled or called First Principles. And uh, he would uh, help folks to be armed. He's helped me uh, many, many times. I sat down with him, and uh, he would tell me about a book and then give me the book to read about America's Christian heritage. And as a side note, I'm glad America was founded as a Christian nation and for many years held to that. He gave me documents of the three different times that the United States Supreme Court ruled in court America was founded as a Christian nation. Uh, this uh, woke uh, generation is asleep. Uh, they have they're, uh, they're, they're problems. Uh, he was a good friend of Colonel Oliver North. In fact, there were many pictures of he and Colonel North in his house. His wife Eunice is uh, leading uh, the foundation now that's raising $5 million to build a library in LaGrange, Kentucky, a library that will be dedicated to america's christian history and government Uh, that was the biggest personal library i'd ever seen now keep in mind i'm thinking about god's library and the books that are in uh, god's library i've been in the office uh, i believe five maybe six times of the united states senate majority leader Uh, And uh, that office there was once the location of the original uh, Library of Congress, August 24, 1814. Uh, Some of you may remember, I don't. I'm just doing a sound check. You heard me, didn't you? Uh, August 24th, 1814, uh, the British set fire to the Capitol building, and they burned that library. In fact, as they have given me tours of that, they told me this is where the uh, fire started that burned uh, much of the Capitol building. You see, libraries are important. As they house events and books of history, Uh, The stories of our nation and our lives in that nation. Let me just go ahead and say with school starting, reading is a good thing. Uh, Young people, you'll never regret. In fact, one of the things Paul told Timothy, he said, give attendance, give attendance. That means regularly give attendance to reading. And certainly the word of God is important, but uh, books are a part of history. A couple of years ago I went on a trip with several of you, uh, seniors to the Biltmore Mansion in the Asheville. How many of you have been to that mansion in the Asheville? about like the house I grew up in. and uh, I'm just kidding. that was a huge place, and uh, our house could have fit in one of the bedrooms there. But anyway, huge place. And I think one of the last parts of the tour, uh, they take you into the library. And uh, there are shelves. There's so many shelves that they had ladders uh, that went up uh, to, I believe, three levels of uh, books in that beautiful library. I read that at the age of 12, George Vanderbilt, began keeping meticulous records uh, in a series of journals that were entitled Books I Have Read. By his death in 1914, he had written the title of 3,159 books, which means between 1875 and 1914, he read an average of 81 books a year. It reminds me of what uh, Paul said when the Bible says, Much learning doth make thee mad. And when you studied the type of books and you learned the type of books that were there, the word mad doesn't mean angry, it means crazy. When you read the type of books that were there, it was no wonder he was confused about everything. And the worst thing, he was confused about God. Because he'd read everybody's opinion about God, everybody's opinion about religion, and his study brought confusion. Some of these libraries found, uh, some of these libraries focus on history, some on art, some on philosophy. Some libraries have books of theories, experiments, ideas. Some of it's true, some of it's false. Some of it is outright lies written for the deception of the masses. Charles Darwin's book, Origin of the Species, in which the theory of evolution is taught that has led this nation against God personally and against the understanding that God created the world. Let me go on record again to say tonight, I believe 100% what the Bible says. I believe God created the heaven and earth and everything in it. In a recent comment about Origin of the Species, It is written, The Origin of the Species, written or published November 24th, 1859, is a work of scientific literature considered the foundation of evolutionary biology. Now, every one of those words are used and predicated on a lie. Evolution is not true. But this library, sometimes we have the idea if this book's in a library, it, 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 it's probably true. But as I read the word of God, I read God has a library. And more books than just this book. God has other books other than this book. As I read the word of God, I find that God has a Library of books. Here's another verse the Bible says in Psalm 139, at verses 15 and 16. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. That's a wise God. I'll say it again, that's a wise God. That's an all-knowing God. Some books we know about and some, uh, some books we have of God's and some books we know that God has. We know that God gave the law to Moses. He wrote it with his finger. Those ten commandments God gave to Moses. The books are the book of the law. They're books of history of the nation of Israel. And then there's the example of what happens when you obey and when you disobey God. There's the book of remembrance, and I find this at least six different times in the Bible. And it's six different periods of time where this book or books of remembrance is written. That's an interesting thought. God remembers our obedient and righteous behavior. Take your Bibles and go to John chapter 1. I found this to be one of the most interesting statements about the book. John chapter 1 and verse number 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The Bible says in verse number 14, And the Word, talking about the book we hold in our hand, was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the living flesh of this written book. Take your Bibles and go to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. Go to verse number 11, please. Revelation chapter 20. We're talking about God's library. And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened. We're looking tonight and seeing God has a library. That book that was open, that's the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. I'm glad tonight that when I got saved, God not only put my name in the Lamb's book of life, He took every remembrance of my sin that was written in the books And they were removed and they were cast into the depths of the sea to be remembered no more. Excuse me while I wake you up shouting just a bit at what God has done to, hey, my sins were in the books. My sins, I'm talking about sins of commission. I'm talking about sins of omission. I'm talking about sins of attitude. I'm talking about sins against God. When I trusted Christ as Savior, hey, dear friend, he took all of the sins out of the books, and I'm glad that my name is in the book of life and Heaven is my home. And if you look at God's library that one day we'll see, you'll see that book of life. And thank God our name is written in God's library in his book of life. It's amazing that God has given to us 66 books inside the book we call The Bible. What a privilege it is to have the Word of God. What a blessing it is to have the Word of God. What a responsibility it is to know the Word of God, to live the truths of the Word of God, to share the grace of the Word of God. What truths do we learn from God's library? I'll give you a list quickly. First of all, I learned from this book, by the way. I must make this statement. I must make this statement. All of the libraries of the world, some of them have great ideas. Some of them record a viewpoint of historical truth. Some of them will lead you astray. Some of them will lead you to deny God. Some of them are deception. Some of them are lies. Some of them are truth. But the books of God and this book I hold in my hand, that book is impeccable. That book is perfect. That book is the very truth. That is the word of God. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to worry. You can guarantee that what this book says Is a book of truth. There's not a prediction in that book. There's not a theory in that book. That is a book of truth. Here's what I learned from that book. First of all, God's in control of all things, He is the eternal one. Isaiah 57 15. The Bible says that He sits, uh, uh, that He inhabits eternity. I can say it but can't understand it. God is so big that he inhabits eternity. The Bible said that his name is holy and he sits on the throne and that's where he dwells. I'm glad tonight I serve a God that is in control of all things. I believe tonight according to that book he is the creator of all things. Colossians chapter 1 verses 16 through 18. The Bible says that everything in this world is not only made by him, it is made for For him, and he concludes in saying uh, that he ought to have the preeminence. Uh, That means first place uh, in my life. Uh, I believe that God is the creator, but not only the creator, I'm a part of that creation, and he made all things for him i'm not here to figure out what i'd like to do in life i'm not here to figure out how i'd like to worship a god i'm not here to figure out what would best suit me i'm here tonight to yield and surrender my life completely to the will of god putting my life in his hands i was made for him i wasn't made for me he wasn't made for me i was made for him i learned tonight from this book that God is the giver of law. God has determined what is right. God has determined what is wrong. Uh, you stack up 10,000 books here that try to prove that one wrong is right or one right is wrong, that God has declared either to be wrong or to be right. I don't care how many books you can stack up. All of them are wrong if God says they're wrong. Uh, they're right if God says they're right. Uh, we don't judge uh, the book by a scientist. We judge scientists by the book, Uh, we don't judge the book by a doctor, we judge a doctor by the book, we don't judge the Bible by a historian we judge the historian by the book, that my friend is the word of God and what God said is true is true and what God said is wrong is wrong God judges on the decisions and obedience of the people to his word In Deuteronomy 30, verse number 19, he said, I said before you, cursing and blessing. He said, here's what I want you to do. Choose life. Choose life. You think, well, if I do that, I I won't get to do what I want to do. No, you won't get to make yourself miserable the way you want to make yourself miserable. But if you give your life to him, you can find the joy and happiness that only you can find in the will of God. I learned this according to the Bible. All men are sinners. Men are not good and getting better. Men are born sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. You say, well, I don't know if I've sinned bad enough to go to hell. If you've sinned, the wages of sin is death. That's what the book says. That's what the Bible said. You can't reason away. You say, but I read a theologian. I don't care what the theologian says. We don't judge the Bible by a theologian. We judge a theologian by the word of God. And what thus saith the Lord, what God has put in his book, what God has written in his library, that's true. Not only are all men sinners, all men are condemned to death. Heard one man say, I... And I don't like this preaching that condemns people. Jesus didn't condemn anybody. No, he didn't because they were already condemned. You see, we got this idea that men are free and God condemned some to prison or death and some to life. When Jesus came to the world, the whole world was condemned. John chapter 3, 16, 17, and 18. He came to the uh, place. He came to the prison house where all men uh, are incarcerated. He came to set them free because they were all condemned. Ah, dear friend, that's what the Bible teaches us and that death is the penalty of sin. I'm glad in this wonderful book, though the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 22, as in Adam all died but in Christ all can be made alive. I'm glad God gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm thankful that just as a little boy, I recognized that I was a sinner and I recognized that if I died in my sins, I'd be separated from God. I'd be separated from my family. I'd be separated from life and I would go to a devil's hell. I'm glad that day when I realized that, I also realized God paid my payment for my sin by giving his son on the cross of Calvary and by faith, A childlike faith, a simple faith. I trusted Christ as my savior. Uh, They went to the books wherever they are. And all of my sin, uh, they've been blotted out. Not only did he take away my sin, he said I'll never impute another iniquity uh, to your account. But he said you still can't get to heaven uh, on your own righteousness because you don't have any. I'll give you my righteousness and I'm going to heaven because he's righteous. I've had folks write to me through the years and say I, wouldn't, I couldn't have all the confidence you have to be able to say I know for sure I'm going to heaven. And I write back and I say it's because you're trying to get to heaven on your righteousness. You don't get to heaven on your righteousness. I get to heaven on his righteousness. And that's what the Bible says tonight. I know that I know that heaven is my home. I know this according to the book. Jesus is coming again. It may be tonight. Think of it, child of God. Live your life in light of the fact of the blessed hope of the return of Christ. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. And it may be tonight that the trumpet would sound. The dead in Christ would rise first. Excuse me while I get excited. I'm a little worked up tonight i tell you, that old book, it works me up. It does me a whole lot better, and I like singing. That song was good, and all of the singing today was good. But when I get into that old blessed book, and I realize that one day the trumpet of God's going to sound, our dear loved ones, that we've stood beside a casket in a grave, and we've said goodbye, and I'll see you later. Ah, dear friend, when the trumpet sounds, they're going to come out of that grave. We're going to meet them in the air, and we're going to rejoice forevermore and that place called heaven. They said, I don't believe that. Well, go read Darwin's library then. I do believe it. I believe my God's in control. Doesn't matter what's reported on the news tonight or tomorrow or Tuesday. Doesn't matter. And sometimes I can't imagine how they can think of something worse than they reported the day or the week before. And it's breaking news every hour, but I don't care what happens. My God is still in control. And Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes, hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. You can tell a whole lot about a person by the books that are in their library. I can tell everything about God from the law to redemption of the books that he has given me in this wonderful book called the Bible. Stand with me if you will. Dear Lord, I pray that when we walk into a library, though it be a small personal library, or whether it be a large public or even a presidential library, when we imagine all of those books, we'll be reminded some of them are true historical accounts. Some books are written of theories. Some books are outright lies and I'm glad God that you have a library in heaven you even record a book of remembrance of those that fear you and those that think on your name how wonderful Lord I'm glad